You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. Welcome back, everybody. Here's Sports Headline Show. I'm also authentic place in sports. Week 11 power ranking, Sean Davis, Warner Sanker. Warner, you know what I realized? I have not said that in a long time. I should say it more often as the We're back here with our week 10 power rankings. As Sean just said, quite brilliantly himself, um, I did oh, notice you came you came in a little bit early there. I did? Ah. Might be. Just a wee bit. Hey, next play. It's my bad. All right. <laughs> 32 team, here we go. Uh, the Houston Texans. We're not even bothering showing you uh, their their, uh, their screen. Sorry, I got a little oat stuck in the back of my throat. Um, recording this very early in the morning. But strengths and weaknesses for them, really no no strengths, as you see the arrows. That's basically the basic trend uh, throughout the season um, of, of each position group. I, I don't know I don't know what's getting you going, but um, – that's basically the trend. They were on bye in week 10, so there's no really notes for the week. Um, it's great that Ty- Tyrod Taylor's back. I, I say you still no, got to give. No, it isn't. He played awful. <laughs> I say you still got to give um, Davis Mills more more time. Uh, you can't write him off there. Sean's always talking about giving him 16 games, give him a full season. Yeah. I think that um, that still applies here uh, for sure um, with Mills, Mills and the Texans. But – um, I think, I think that's basically all well and good. You've, you've got to, um, you've, you've got to, you know, see, see what you got in mills and, and decide whether you want to try to win or, or you're tanking for a certain pick for a certain player. The draft is kind of muddled this year, um, at the top, especially with the quarterback position. So you've really got to send your scouts, um, out on that, but. Number 31 is the Detroit Lions here. Um, TJ Hawkinson right there, that man. You're going to stay at 31 uh, in the, the trash tier. And, and again, not many positives for them. Although I will say Penny Sewell has been great since uh, really the Chicago game. Yeah, Penny Sewell got off to a really rough start. Um, but, yeah, I believe Bourne was telling me some of his pressures number, pressure numbers. He's played some really elite uh, – pass rushers since that Chicago game. So really impressed. Actually, that's including the Chicago game, correct? Or is that after the Chicago game? I think that's that's after the Chicago game. Okay. But, uh, and yeah, the other note is, yeah, Jared Goff's career might be over after, at least as a starter. Uh, his career yeah. is likely over after Detroit. Like, it's bad. Now, the only thing that could potentially save him is that, like, the Lions are going to have a top five draft pick and – there isn't a quarterback that I'm like really confident in taking in the top five this year. If they, uh, if it was any resemblance of last year's draft class and Jared's golf, Jared Goff's career will be for sure over. DeAndre Swift has been phenomenal. Special teams have been fine. The run defense is, you know, a little bit concerning now. And I'm surprised we didn't give this receiver a more than just a half trend down or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, the Lions. Uh, it's mainly mainly because of the the young talent, DJ Hawkinson, Amonro St. Brown, um, guys like that who at least have potential that that necessarily aren't holding them back. Um, by no means are there yet, but you know, give it time. Yeah, 
All right, number 30 here. I'm actually a little surprised myself here. I'm just kidding. It's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they kick off this bad but competitive tier here. They do stay put. I know we're going to get a lot of crap because, um, you know, oh, well, oh, boo-hoo, you know, like, oh. Uh, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. You know, it was a stinker game. If you guys watched that game, that was not how the Ravens played. Um, you know, it, it's it's a game is more than just the box score. And uh, watching that game, you could tell that the Ravens were just giving the Dolphins points and field position and yards. And uh, we're basically losing that game for themselves. And, and that's why the Dolphins don't really move here. Um, I, I feel like that that's more of a wait and see game. Um, we, we know the Ravens play way below their standards. So let's see if the Dolphins can get another win against maybe a lesser opponent, say the Jets next week in New York. Yeah. Now the quarterback does like quarterback, you know, grade does fall a little bit here for them. But I will say, again, I am not I'm not a tool advocate, but I am a advocate of quarterbacks getting a fair shot and by no means is Tua God a fair shot in Miami. Um he has a terrible rushing attack. This receiving room though has been really good. The Dillus Devontae Parker, if not the Ravens game, the game before that. But, I mean, who cares? Not who cares, but he hasn't been that great in terms of production. But Mike Kosicki's been phenomenal. Jalen Waddle's been used. Matt, he's, but, I mean, in the ways he's been used, he's produced. But this offensive line might be one of the worst in the league. The play calling might be some of the worst play calling in the league. Notes of the week, Javon Holland, six pressures. They're, they are using him really well, which I do like to see. Yeah, he, he he's been playing really well the last few weeks. Um, and I think that's just an important note to make. Uh, seeing how he establishes himself in the NFL, um, kind of more of a blitzer as a blitzer against a, a super mobile Lamar Jackson, put a put a faster safety instead of a linebacker or a, or an edge player um, uh, on on a blitz. Um, so I'm really I'm really glad that the Ravens honestly are the, the the Dolphins are using him in a more dynamic way, and I'm looking forward to see how his career. Um, projects um but number 29 here the new york jets they are going to also stay put not a lot of movement here at the bottom as we're in our bad but competitive team tier it's mike white versus zach wilson mike white looked really good in his first start really bad in his last one um yeah yeah and, and i think we we should also question robert sala is a defensive guy and the jets defense has stunk this year um yeah. so I, I think we should question that a little bit um, combine that with him getting blown out more. He's not looking to be like a, a, a Dan Campbell culture guy um, quite as much as, as I think a lot of people <laughs> wanted him to be uh, with that in the defense being poor. You know, I, I think it's time to put him on edge, not not on the hot seat by any means. He's oh, only no. coached. It's what, way 10 too games. early to say the um, hot seat, but it's, it's definitely like some question marks there that's going on it. In New York, for sure. Uh, I do not believe they play the Colts. That is a error. They played the Colts a couple weeks ago. That is an error. That's our fault there. But again, quarterback. They've had some like it's been weeks where the quarterback play has been good. It's been some weeks where it's been god awful. Some of the worst of the league. Uh, Joe Flacco of all quarterbacks is starting this weekend. Um, I'm actually uh, I guess the Dolphins. That's who they play. Um, but, yeah, I think Warner brought up a really interesting point. Michael Floor really seems like he's settling in as a play caller. We're really seeing a Shanahan-y scheme uh, that he's learned from his brother, Matt, and Kyle Shanahan, where he was the run game coordinator, I want to say. 
in San Francisco last season. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there he's had some very San Francisco drives. Like we'll talk about San Francisco later, but 15 play, 15 plus play, nine minute drive. Mm-hmm. Like he's had some of those and the offense really started to get going. I love the fact that they're involving Elijah Moore for the first time all year. Um, yeah, moving yeah. on here. Yeah, he, he's compared right. Elijah Moore to Brennan Cooks. And, and I think that's, Phenomenal, not only for his young quarterback development, but also uh, for Elijah Moore in, in the in his uh, prospects moving forward in his career. But yeah, as you said, number twenty-eight, Jacksonville Jaguars, also not moving here, um, staying put. And Trevor Lawrence is just is 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 playing terrible. Um, I, it's it's getting bad, but I I'd say still hold out hope, hope um, for for T. Law. Yeah, and again, he's in a very he's in another really crappy situation where you know he does not have good coaching at least here on the NFL level. Even though Urban Meyer is more so of a recruiter, which don't get me started on like college coaches because there's yeah, don't get me started. That might be a topic on today's show. I'm really kind of answering myself up on that one. But um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he still has hope. Uh, I mean, again, we talk about in draft. Wouldn't surprise me if he does not have the best career. Like, there's guys who are just in better situations. Mac Jones, Trey Lance come to mind. Um, but James Robinson's played really, really well. Uh, ETN being on the IR, I think he's, ETN uh, got hurt in preseason training camp. He's done for the year. And, again, Coach Steph's holding him back. Uh, pass protection has been solid. This defense has played really well in the past couple of weeks. So, uh, they, play, they do not play the Dolphins. Who do the Jacks play? They play the 49ers. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um yeah, I mean, you're facing a good team, and uh, yeah, opportunity to grow, get better. All right, moving on here, number 28, 27, my apologies there. The Washington football team, another team who stays put. Uh, Chase Young out for the year, Taurus ACL, and a Buccaneers victory. Heineke is more likely not the long-term answer, and a good win in a trap game for them. Uh, the play calling offensively hasn't been great either, but I mean, just Heineke – Feel good story. He's played well in, in some moments, but he's just not the guy anymore. Um, they go on the road to face Carolina. I don't know uh, if he ever was, but I think Heineke's kind of verified himself as not the guy. Yeah. Uh, the secondary hasn't been that good this year. Uh, special team is kind of a bit of a weakness this year as well, but the offensive line's been solid. The re- receiving room is, is very talented. Antonio Gibson and Jay McKissick in that rushing attack, also really good as well. Um, I will say Gibson uh, has been showing fumbling problems, so keep an eye on that. They play the Panthers next week. Um, looking for the Panthers to get a big win there. We'll see how both the football team's defense looks against Carolina's less than good offense, and how Cam Newton and the Panthers look against a still volatile uh, football team defense. Yep, moving on here, number twenty-six, the New York Giants, another team that kind of just stays put. Uh, yeah, we we feel like these bottom teams are just bottom-tier teams. Um, another team, uh, quarterback Daniel Jones, he might be their guy, uh, you know, holding out there, but kind of has a guy the best shot. His offensive line is bad. His play calling is really bad. But despite all that, he's really played well this so far this season, right? Their defense is starting to come alive a little bit, right? I know it's on the road in Tampa, but the way Tampa's playing football right now, the way the Giants were really competitive with them last year and arguably could have should have beaten the Bucs, this is we're starting to see some of the reasons why 
we were a little bit high on the Giants. Not playoff contender high, but we were definitely like, yeah, they could squeak in seven, make eight some noise. Wins, make some noise in the NFC least, which is now just being dominated by the Cowboys. But uh, moving on, number 25 here, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they dropped down three spots. Um, yeah, I, I, we told you so. And I, 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 can't, I want the camera. Do I have the camera? Yes, I do. I freaking told you so. Teddy B is just not good enough. They start off 3-0. They're 5-5 and right now going into the bye week. They've lost five of the last seven games. We freaking told you so. The young players, though, have been phenomenal. Jerry Judy, when he's been healthy, he's played really, really well this season. Corinne Sutton's been fine. Patrick Sertan has been really damn good. Another one, I told you so. We got a lot of, I got a lot of flack when we were working with Jackson Krug and Sports. Shout out to our buddy there. We got a lot of flack when we rank, when we uh, mock draft. You know what I would do mock with the Broncos. When I mock them, Patrick Scriptan, guess what? He's been one of your best freaking players this year. I told you so. Uh, Big Vangio, been, he's been fine with the defense. Offensively, it's just not it. He, yeah, I don't know what you do with that quarterback room. Uh, just scrap it. Uh, moving on, number 24 here, the Chicago Bears. That man right there, uh, just feeling for him. They dropped one spot here, um, but I must say, as we look at our uh, grades and notes from Justin Fields has been really, really good these past couple of weeks. He played phenomenal against the Steelers in that second half. Um, the rushing attack, uh, David Montgomery, Cleo Herbert, the other guys they have in that rushing uh, attack, that they have there has been really good so far. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, they've been great. Again, the pass protection was obliterated by Pittsburgh. Uh, I get it, it's Pittsburgh, but they've been bad all year long in terms of the Bears' offensive line. The play calling has been bad. Matt Nagy still stinks. And, uh, yeah, man. That's the Bears in a nutshell. Yeah. If you, if you like doing Madden rebuilds, I'd consider doing the Bears. But, uh, you know, Create your own coach because Matt. Honestly, Nagy. honestly, you could do any NFC North team not named the Packers. Actually, yeah, because the Vikings, nice. the Vikings, you could be like, "Hey, man, is it time to let go of Kirk?" Just because of upside, you know what I'm saying? Um, I believe. Yeah, I think two. it is. Yeah, number yeah, 23, twenty-three here is the Panthers. Uh, that guy's back. Cam Newton is back. They're going to move up two spots. And according to Dan Graziano and some analysts at ESPN, mm-hmm. uh, the Panthers are now serious playoff contenders. And are uh, was it win their division or was it well? It better have been wild card. But I would I wouldn't really be surprised if, if they thought card. they were going to win the it division. Wasn't, but yeah, it, it was not. Yeah. Don't don't worry, it was not uh, win the division. Uh, but they got a big win on the road against a crippled uh, Cardinals team. Um, they're getting they get Christian McCaffrey back, so the running rushing attack uh, obviously gets a, a boost up. This offensive line is really bad. Um, the play calling again, I'm re- we are really high on Joe Brady. We love him a lot. This defense has been phenomenal uh, with Hassan Reddick, who's pretty much just good for getting you sacks. And if he doesn't get you sacks and he doesn't give you anything, um, mm-hmm. the second the secondary has been fine. He's either going to get to the quarterback or be nowhere near the quarterback. Nowhere near the quarterback. He'll probably get pancaked. Um, play call. I mean, this is a really good coaching staff. There's just some holes. And I think in terms of like building a roster and personnel, I think there's some holes there. But this is a really solid coaching staff led by Matt Rule, who can coach his tail off, especially defensively. And, you know, Joe Brady, we, we know how talented he is as an offensive play caller. 
It really, oh, I man. think they're just missing – they're missing really two offensive linemen, two anchors on that offensive line and a quarterback, and then they'd be in prime position to compete because DJ Moore, he's, he's number one with Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, uh, with Rory Anderson kind of being a specialist, deep threat type of guy. You've got, you've got guys you can build around there with um, Terrace Marshall as well. Um, you've got guys you can build around, but if you don't have a quarterback, then it's, it's all for naught because those guys aren't good enough to make the quarterback better. Um, if, yeah. if you guys understand what I mean there, they got the football team next week. You know, again, we'll see. It's a must win though for the Panthers if they want to fulfill Dan Graziano's promise. Number 22, that man is healthy and it is Russell Wilson. He did just get shut out, but they're going to move up two spots anyways. And that's really because Russell Wilson's back. Um, I think that's, that's obviously huge for him. He's got to get back in his rhythm though. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett weren't really making an impact. And it's not like, I mean, it was Stokes and King splitting time and then Rasul Douglas. No Jair Alexander. Stokes didn't even play the whole game. Um, and they got shut down and shut out against Green Bay. The only question is, is it too late at three and six uh, to to bounce back and make the playoffs? Yeah, um, that that is the only question there. And uh, yeah, is it too late for Russ? You know, you, you too late for Russ Seattle. They're what three and six now. Uh, they want a shot because yeah, uh, San Fran. They have a game. They should take care of business this week. Um, so things are looking up for San Fran. But if Seattle wants any shot, they have to win this game in Seattle. Uh, and Tyler yeah. Murray is back practicing. So yeah, they it's a must win game. Moving on to number 21, the Atlanta Falcons. They're coming off of getting absolutely smacked and making me look like an idiot for SH pick six. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost, what was it, 45? No, it was 43 to three. Was that it? Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan's still been good for the most part this season. They held the Dallas Cowboys to 3.2 yards for carry. Um, and Arthur Smith in this offense has just been really inconsistent at, at times this season, which is really frustrating. Um, if you're a Falcons fan, right, but this defense is still not good, right? Again, I think I, everything I think, about being a Falcons fan is frustrating. If we're if we're being completely honest, if we're being completely uh, honest. they've got their they've got their rematch though against New England this week on Thursday. Well, uh, today is Thursday, uh, so yeah, that'll be a game. I'll be actually, I won't be watching. I'll be busy, but uh, that'll be a, that'll be a good game to watch. If you are a football fan, if you are a Falcons fan. Uh, I think it could go two ways. You guys will hear me talk about that on SH Pick Six later on today. Um, yeah, and real, real quick, real real quick on the Falcons, uh, just an example of how inconsistent they've been. They only scored six points against the Eagles. Now it was Week One, new offense, new system, kind of for Matt Ryan because he has run with the Shanahan system before. We'll we'll give him a break on that. You score twenty five against the Bucks defense. That's that's all well and good. You only score seventeen against the Giants defense, but you win by a field goal. They score 30 on Washington's defense, but you let them score 34 on you. That's just terrible defense there for the Falcons. Score 27 on the Jets, did what you had to do. Scored 30 on the Dolphins, did what you had to do. I'd say that's a really good offensive performance, um, considering that the Dolphins are more talented than your average bad team um, defensively. But you only score 13 against the Panthers. You only you only score three against the Cowboys, but you score twenty seven against the Saints defense. How does that make any sense? It it really doesn't. Um, and and I think that's that's the main concern there for the Falcons. Um, but moving on to number twenty here is the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara missed last week's game. They're going to stay put here at number twenty. Um, 
Is Trevor Simeon? I mean, it was a two-point game. Is Trevor Simeon? No. No. I won't even entertain it. Uh, <clears throat> they have a big-time playoff game this week. Uh, on the road in Philly, they want to keep their playoff shots alive, uh, hopes alive. But, yeah, this quarterback room is just bad. Um, Especially without Jameis. That just makes it worse. Um, yeah. And but Warner kind of – again, to have Trevor Simeon play. Warner, well Warner obliterated Jameis in preseason. But, yeah, even – yeah, Trevor Simeon is just bad. Um, yeah, but this offensive line has been really good. We talked about it in the preseason as well, how good this offensive line can be, and it's been good. Sean Payton, I, I joked, but I might be serious. If they win eight games, just hand him uh, coach of the year. Um, like, the things they've had to deal with, with injuries on both sides of the ball. Is Michael Thomas done for the year? Michael Thomas is in fuck, uh, freaking um, the middle of the asteroid belt. <laughs> I, I don't know where Michael Thomas is. He's on his way to Jupiter right now or something. Um, he's... So he had he had uh, the ankle at the end of last year. Then he had the setback at the end of the offseason. Then he had another setback a few weeks ago. I don't know. I don't even know if he still still plays football uh, for the Saints. Maybe they ended up cutting him to save cap space and nobody heard about it. Um, but, again, uh, important playoff battle next week with the Eagles, both teams that are looking to get, get, a, get the six or seven seed. Right now I believe the Saints have it at five and four. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're 60 as of right now. Number 19, the Philadelphia Eagles, they rank 19th. They came off a uh, dominant win against the Denver Broncos. Um, big game next week. That is the biggest takeaway. They have a huge game at home. They sit at 4-6. and six. They want to stay alive in the uh, – yeah, 4-6 and six is where I believe they have neither by yet. Uh, they've been in a lot of close games outside of that Dallas game. They've been in some pretty close games and games. So you feel like they, you know, a play here or there, they uh, could definitely change the, you know, momentum in that game. Jalen Hurts, I've said it all year. He's been a positive for them because he just, he makes plays that can keep you in ball games. And uh, early in that first half, before they start, you know, be a little bit more conservative, he was really, they were really letting him sling it. They were letting him throw, that, throw the ball across the field. And uh, Devontae Smith is just spectacular. And if it wasn't for Jamar Chase being insane, then uh, Devontae Smith might be the best receiver out of that draft or, class. Uh, or, hear me out, hear me out. No. Mac Jones. You said it. And I know my, I know my camera's off right now, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the Patriots slide. Yeah. Uh, but yeah as you said, Devontae Smith has been spectacular. And again, important playoff game. Big playoff implications next week against the Saints. Number 18 here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, that man, TJ Watt right there, only 28 pressures on the year. Now he has had a bye and also missed a game, but 28 pressures. I believe the league lead right now is Max Crosby with 50 on the dot, I believe. Um, a lot of high-end guys in the 40s. I think Aaron Donald has like 46 or something. Uh, something to that effect. They're going to drop one spot here. And that was just an ugly game. You tied with the freaking Lions in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's it's really That's it's ugly. really upsetting. Again, TJ Watt, eight games. He's had twenty eight pressures. Um, that's that's not what you want from the highest played paid defensive player in the year. 
Uh, by no means am I saying he's overrated, but that's only three and a half pressures a game right there. And then Najee, only averaging 3.2 yards per carry, and that's no fault of his own. The offensive line is terrible. The play calling doesn't help at all. And uh, he will he will make big plays just out of nowhere. Uh, whether the blocking gets blown up, he um, runs through a guy, makes a guy miss. He, he will make something out of nothing pretty much every week, if not multiple times a week. They've got the Chargers next week. Chargers have a famously porous run defense. We'll see how uh, how Najee ends up playing. But I, I do expect the Chargers, especially if they go up against that same Steelers team, whether it's Big Ben or Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph had 50 pass attempts in this game. Why are you throwing the ball 50 times with Mason Rudolph? It's not like you're getting blown out and you, and you got to make a comeback and you have to abandon the run. You're in it with the freaking Lions. The rainy game. And you're and you and, and yeah, and it's a game with terrible conditions in Pittsburgh, really windy city, and, and you're throwing the ball 50 times with your backup quarterback. And not only is that ba- a backup quarterback, that is Mason Rudolph, who's your backup quarterback. Really ugly game on both sides. And Max Crosby uh and the number 17 Las Vegas Raiders. Warner um, dropping down two spots here. Warner. Am I allowed to take a victory lap now? Like it, it looked like like I feel like I jumped off the train a little too early. I should have stayed on it because this is the Raiders. That was fun. That, that's why I said that was fun. Not really in parentheses. Like if you're a Raiders fan, like those first six weeks of the season, well, five weeks of the season, first nine, five games, Eight to five nine, games, really. first five games of the season, or whatever, right? It was all fun, right? You guys were good, really good playing some great football. Derek Carr was playing at a really high level. John Gruden happens. By the way, Gruden rugs Arnett. He's, yeah, now he. Bam, bam, bam. He's still in the NFL. Uh, okay. It's like it's like getting, uh, getting stabbed. Okay. Oh, that's one step. Okay. He didn't stab me in a crucial Get area. back up. Okay. I'm fine. Get back up. Henry Ruggs. That's like five steps. <laughs> You're, you're you're lipping. You're pulling a Captain America in like Avengers Endgame. You're trying. You're you're dragging your body. David, and that happens. And now now you're, you're 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 crawling, and then you drop to the Giants. I think that you have your bye, and then you get blown out in a game where Kansas City just comes back to life, and now the NFL season might be over. Um, if that's the Kansas City Chiefs we're getting, at least for the AFC side, because um, there's some teams in the AFC that could be Kansas City. I'm confident about that. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, their season is pretty much officially over if they lose to the Bengals. I mean, it's not, but it is, because the AFC, especially after those top couple teams, is absolutely loaded. The Colts, who we were right to stay on their bandwagon, riding the ship. Um, if the Bengals win, they'll still be in it. The Browns, they have the Lions, so they'll be dead in the race. The Chargers, the Steelers, uh, I feel like I missed a couple teams. The Chiefs, obviously. Their season's over if they lose Sunday. Max Crosby was held in check uh, by the Chiefs offensive line. That is another uh, thing we want to mention. My former teammate, Andrew Wiley, uh, by the way, right tackle. Number 16, the Minnesota Vikings right there. Justin Jefferson made a fantastic catch like last week. They're going to stay put here at 16. Um, good win against a playoff team in the Chargers. Captain Kirk um, had had a good game for them. They overall are a good team, but they just 
it's it's coaching staff, it's um, it's quarterback play, and and it's a new thing every week that just holds them back and makes them go from a pretty good team to an average team. And mm-hmm. and they brought uh, the Packers at home next week. We'll see how they play. Aaron Jones is going to miss, I believe, a week or two. Sean Gary said he's going to try to play through it. I don't think it really matters here if you're if you're the Packers or the Vikings. I think Green Bay is going to win that game. Um, and, and, and I don't really think it's going to be that much of a struggle for them. It might be a close game score wise, but I think, um, you feel pretty comfortable about, um, Green Bay's chances against a team like Minnesota, just because of how average they are. Um, Green Bay also can, can kind of stop the run this year, which is, is a credit to them. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't care how. Russell Wilson, you know, if Russell Wilson just came back, blah, blah, blah. He might still have the finger issue. He's still a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Um, so so I don't think it matters too much there. Um, and, and, again, as we alluded to it, it might be time for them to just blow it all up um, with, with you know, let Adam, trade Adam Thielen, um, trade Kirk Cousins if you have to, to, uh, you know, fire Mike Zimmer, honestly, uh, and, and just restart with Justin Jefferson and quarterback X. Uh, that you draft or do whatever with. But uh, number 15, the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to move up three spots here from 18 to 15 and just a dominant win against the Rams. Yeah. Uh, is Shanahan back? Question mark, question mark. This had, like, if you want, if you, like, if you are a casual football fan or whatever, or, like, you want, you want to, like, know more about schematics, like teams and stuff like that, you want to know about, the Cal Shanahan offense. If I had, if you were like, if we had to refer one game to you, that Monday night game will be the game. Their first two drives, the first one was an 18 play. I want to say 95 yard drive that took up 10 plus minutes. Their second drive was like a 12 play drive that took up seven plus minutes, right? They, an outside run, play action heavy offense. They are getting some guys back offensively. Debo Samuels played at a ridiculous level. You're getting George Kittle back. The 49ers, they're making some noise. They have a road game against the Jaguars this week that they absolutely must take care of. Like games like this, you cannot miss. You cannot, you cannot fall into a trap here. Cannot lose these games, especially in a in a loaded NFC. And we, me and Warner kind of talked about this off camera. The Niners, they're one of those few teams that are battling for a wild card spot. They were like, yeah, they can make some noise in the playoffs. We honestly yeah. think it's them in Seattle, like Philly, they'll be fun, but they're not going to make any noise against a divisional winner. Uh, the Saints, they'll be well coached, but they don't have the talent. Offense, they'll have a good defense, but they won't score enough. They won't score. They'll score like 15 points. Um, and then like, cool. I mean, Carolina, no. Who else, right? They can make some legit noise if they can just keep some momentum going. They have a big game this week in terms of they have to win because it's a bad team they need to take care of business moving on here number 14 is the cleveland browns and uh yeah that says it all for you yeah that 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 one hurt as a as the president of the baker mayfield fan club that one hurt uh literally uh, and physically and i don't know how, how else you can frame it uh, Warner has a bad feeling. I'll let him describe that. Should they pay Chubb? Should they pay Baker? Browns are in a tough spot. I don't want to say they're getting towards a like Viking Andrew level. Barry's in a really tough spot, and the Browns as a whole are getting ready to blow a wide open window. 
of which they've had potentially a top 10 quarterback, one of the most talented rosters in the league, and not make the playoffs and not make a run to the Super Bowl simply because of the wrong players playing poorly at the wrong times. Um, we've talked about this a little bit with Nick Chubb, um, with, with how Dearness Johnson has played, with how Kareem Hunt's a better receiver. Uh, should they even pay Nick Chubb? Should they let him hit free agency and, and uh, have a cheaper contract in Dearness Johnson? I think that's completely reasonable, especially as running back isn't necessarily prioritized. It's, it's still important, especially in this offense, but um, the, the drop-off from Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt uh, it isn't isn't too fantastic in terms of hurting that team. And then should they pay Baker Mayfield? With the way he's played, I would argue no. But then again, I would also argue yes, because you don't want to be stuck with a loaded roster and no quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater. But then again, the, but then again here's the thing. You also don't want to be stuck with a loaded roster, roster and an average quarterback that's playing like Teddy Bridgewater. So yeah. Um, and and, and it's not like you yeah. It's not like you can address this in the draft. Um, you know, it's it's not like you can address this in the draft. Um, because rookie quarterbacks, I mean, as we've seen, especially this year, you're not going to get a Joe Burrow, especially where the Browns are picking. Um, and, and so they're not going to be able to step in, step right in. But a little bit of breaking news here, Sean. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the college one, right? Oh my God, <laughs> Michigan State is working up. This is just insane because of how much money it is. I'll talk about it on the live show later. Michigan State is working on a historic 10-year, $95 million contract extension for Mel Tucker. Uh, the new deal would make Tucker also the highest paid African-American head coach in the U.S. sports. Uh, that's just insane. The level amount of money he's getting paid. And Colin Coward- $10 million a year for a-, for a- College, college coach. Uh, by yeah. the way, for reference, Nick Saban maybe gets twelve. But yeah, but but you can't but you can't pay players. Makes sense. Yeah, but I'll, you know the I'll, reason they have the reason they have no money to pay players is because they build monstrosities of stadiums and pay head coaches ten million dollars a year. Yeah, um, uh, while all remaining a nonprofit for decades. We'll talk I'll about talk, that later. Yep, I'll talk about that on the live show later on. Make sure you guys tune on Colorcast and on YouTube, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Really quickly, I want to add to this Browns thing that's going on here. I think there's only – I think there's four things that – I trust Andrew Barry. If I'm a Browns fan, I would trust Andrew Barry. The two drafts he's had in the past two years have been ridiculous. He's made great free agency and tra- – in off- he's been great in the offseason in general, right? But there's four things I think are locks. You have to keep Kevin Stefanski, no matter what, after this year – Kevin Stefanski is staying. Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, keep them. Staying. And they've done this already, but that offensive Offensive line line. is staying. Like, those are the only four things that absolutely matter. Whatever else, figure that crap out later. But those four things going into next year, Andrew Barry, if one of those four things are not there, then criticism will come. Number 13, the Cincinnati Bengals, they kick off our tier up. Rather legit or like, you know, and they're probably going to make the playoffs tier. I think that's actually the best way to describe this tier is they're probably going to make the playoffs. But the Bengals, they have a crazy hard schedule. The Raiders this week, the Steelers at home, the Chargers at home. The Niners, the games. Like these next few games, we're going to find out a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals team, right? Um, find out, you know, the Bengal, not, I mean, I'm not a Bengals fan, but like, 
the Cincinnati enemy hopes that the Bengals lose so that they can fire Zach Taylor. It's crazy <laughs> that said the Cincinnati enemy and that go on and slander the Bengals. But um, yeah, I, I mean, seriously though, like this is a really tough schedule. We're gonna find out a lot about this coaching staff, a lot about these players. They're five and four heading into this big time yep. road game against the Raiders. Um, and again, I think huge game to make the playoffs. Of- you've got to you've got to at least go ten and eight in the AFC, especially, which seven. means you're gonna have to beat. Uh, sorry, yeah, ten and seven, which means you're gonna have to beat at least five of the following teams. I mean, okay. uh, which. Uh, which includes the Raiders. Yeah, you can probably be the Raiders. The Steelers. Yeah, you can probably be the Steelers. Although, never, never put that one in the bag because it is Bengals Steelers, and the Bengals have a better record and also um, have beaten them once already. Um, but you know, it, you've you've got the Raiders, Steelers, but then you've got the Chargers, the 49ers who look awoken, uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs who look like they've waken up, and then and then the Browns in Week 17. Who knows what the Browns 18. are going to look like? They yeah. can look like, yeah, sorry, week 18. They can look like a Super Bowl contender, or they can look like they're in for a top 10 pick. It, I only see three nice. games so, where I'm like, yeah, they're probably favored, and that's Broncos, Raiders, Steelers. Those yeah. are the only three. Which means they're going to have to really perform well and win at least five of them. Um, and, and that's going to really, again, show I what mean, Zach Taylor's made of, what the coaching staff is made of, but also yeah. what, especially the defense is made of. Um, You're going to have then, to pull two out of your behind. Yeah, like I, I think I, I think I would probably pick them to win that Broncos, Raiders, and Steelers game. You got to pull two of those remaining five out of your behind. Yeah. If, if you know what I'm saying, like yeah, you got to dig deep to get two more of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he did not just say that. We're gonna move on to number twelve. The Colts, they stay put in this week's power rankings. Some Urban oh. Meyer stuff right there. <laughs> Quiddy Pay has been Quiddy Pay's been good. Uh they get a, a, a positive trend and a negative trend for the quarterback room because there's uh car that that's just the uh the uh how, how it is put with Carson Wentz on your you roster. Can, you can see you can see a play with Carson Wentz where he looks like the best quarterback in the league, and then you can turn around on a commercial break or an injury timeout, go Wait. get some chips and nachos from the kitchen, and then he's throwing a, a spinning around shovel pass pick six to a Titans D lineman. I mean, I mean that he's just that volatile of a player, yeah. um, or or he's trying to lower his shoulders against Bobby Wagner and gets absolutely <laughs> crunched and sprains both of his elbows or something like that. Um, uh, that's yeah, just yeah. a big, big game, though. Big game, though, next week at the Bills. We're going to find a lot about this team as well. Right? Well, actually, I think we're going to find a lot about that Bills team as well because this is a really fun game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. Um, Plague, I mean, yeah, this team is really rounding out. And uh, into number 11 here. Speaking um, of a the, team that isn't run, rounding out. Hold on. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers. I have to do it. Oh, my God. The greatest city in America. Second, in California. Formerly of San Diego, kind of pissed off some fans. Should probably still be in San Diego. <laughs> They're Los really Angeles. Take up here, Warners. Too early for this. Chargers. That is their one fan going crazy about this number eleven ranking. Um, as the Chargers come in here in the middle of this playoffs here, um, you, you got to handle business against the Vikings. It's you got to, you put up forty seven on the Browns or 49 or however many it was. And then you scored 20 against the Vikings. 
it, it's it's inexcusable. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to defend this team. Um, the play calling has been fine, right? Like, I think a lot of people are, like, really overreacting to Joe Lombardi. Like, pop on some tape. Like, it's, I, I've learned a lot of things about L.A. sports in the past couple of weeks that uh, like, it's really something. Um, but you're going to – Joey Bosa – yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the COVID protocol list. Like, that. that that's – yeah, save that for the live show, Sean. Brandon Staley is a genius defensively. Uh, the run, deep run defense. I mean, it's been it is what it is. It's gotten better over the past couple of weeks, but it's still bad. Uh, I believe you, Tranquil, is still on the COVID list. I, I just said I will leave the COVID list alone. Um, Austin Eckler's been good. This receiver room has been good. Um, but yeah, moving on here to number ten. Moving on to the number tenth ranked ten ranked team here in our. Week ten going to eleven power rankings is the New England Patriots and uh, yeah they are uh, they're back. And Mac I, Jones is lost to the dark side. Yeah, uh, no emotion. They might be back. Uh, is there a? They have some like depth issues, I guess. But is there a true weakness on this team? Like Josh McDaniels is a great play. Like coaching, I don't even know why I'm about to talk about coaching. Coaching is not a problem at all. Special teams is almost never a problem with the Patriots. The offensive line is really good. The rushing attack, like, I mean, very few teams can lose. I mean, outside maybe the Browns, a couple other teams, very few teams can lose their best back and still play damn good against the Browns. Um, or their top two backs, honestly. Well, Stevenson played. Um, and Stevenson's been really good. Um, but, yeah, they're deep. They don't have a lot of holes, man. This this Patriots team is really good. Uh, the question I, was, is Mac Jones going to be good enough? And is there, are the receivers going to be able to get enough separation? Well, right now, both of those um, position groups are playing extremely well. And, and watch out. Um, watch out, NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, Bill Belichick, is uh, he, he might be coaching until he's 100, but he's going to be competing for a Super Bowl until then. Uh, Tennessee Titans, they stay put at number nine. Uh, actually, they might move up one. Yeah, they move up one because the charge is dropping. Um. I mean, Tannehill's been fine. As we look at the strengths and weaknesses, Tannehill's been fine. Uh, they did not deserve to win that game. The Saints had two missed PATs. They missed the two-point conversion. Like, they kind of just stole this game. I think the Saints really won that one. Oh, they beat themselves. But, I mean, Titans win is a win, right? But, yeah, Saints, they kind of had some miscues there. Julio is now out for an extended period. I believe it's on IR now. Is that correct? Yep. So, uh, yeah, rushing attack without Derrick Henry, like, uh, yeah, Ryan Daniel, make, make him beat you. And I think that's the recipe for success if you're opposing teams. And, yeah, Tannehill must step up. Uh, yeah. Number eight. Yeah, I don't even want – yeah, this is just painful to the say. The giant but... has awoken. The giant has awoken. You poke the bear long enough, the bear's going to get a little irritated. You'll just keep keep poking that bear. The bear's going to wake up. He's going to uh, start. Well, update. Sean needs a new laptop. His camera is now cracked. Um, but, no, the Chiefs move up three spots here to number eight. Um, and, and yeah, they they are back. It was a very well-coached game. Mahomes played well. He took the right risks, I think, is a big thing, too. He lobbed that one up to the running back on third and 11. It's either an arm punt incomplete or your running back makes a great play on the ball like he did. 
um, in that in that play. So either the Raiders have the ball at the one, the, the, well, it was it, it, the twenty or one. We'll see if it's a, if they would have ruled it a touchback. If it's picked off, it is against Jonathan Abram, so that's another reason to throw it. Uh, he had two turnover-worthy plays and no turnovers, so that's another thing going back in the Chiefs' favor because when Mahomes is slinging the ball around that and and it's being caught by the Chiefs and not the other team. <laughs> that that is a very dangerous unit, but the the defense, the play calling isn't necessarily bad. I really like what they did against Jordan Love last week. What they did against the Raiders this week, to just per, the personnel is terrible. Um, I will say Chris Jones in the pass rush um, is is looking very good, um, but you know you've got to you got to fix the fumbling problem. Once they get Ceh back though, Edwards Alaire, um, I think it's going to really. I mean. They got a big game next week against the Cowboys. It'll tell us a lot, a lot about both these teams. Um, but I think, the Cow- I think the Chiefs handle business there, and that's that's going to be a pick six game for sure. Yep. <clears throat> Moving at number seven here is the Baltimore Ravens. Seems like they're playing a hot potato with the number six ranked team because neither team wants to hold on to that six ranked spot or potentially jump into that Super Bowl ranked tier of legit yep. or rather favorites. Um, but the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is still playing at a high level. Right? I think that was a sticker game. The Dolphins did some great things schematically. That was a trap game on the road in Miami. A lot of teams seem to have their trap games in Miami against bad Miami teams often, for being honest with you. Pass pro has to be better. I think, again, that's just a great you know, game plan from that Dolphins defense. They saw something on tape. Um, pass rush is a weakness in a sense where if they don't blitz, they don't get any pressure. Um but, I mean, outside, this is still a decent uh, defense. The play calling was kind of iffy last week. It's been iffy the past couple of weeks. But this John Harbaugh coach team, so you know special teams going to be really, really good. Um, I don't expect the offense to fall to be bad like that. Um, Here's something else. Here's something else. Look at, say, how Matt Judon is playing on the Patriots and how much of a game wrecker he is for that team. And then look at how that how the Ravens used him, how Belichick's using him, and the numbers he put up in Baltimore. It just shows you how much, especially with the pass rush, how much defensive coaching and the situation you're put in, uh, both by the position you play, the people around you, and the scheme of the defense and, and play calling of the defense, how much that impacts um, the, 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 the player, um, in this case, Matthew Judon. I will also say this, and this might be controversial, but just from my experience, and I think this is translating, like, I want to connect the dots a little bit here. Defensive coaching might be the most important coaching in all sports, in my opinion. In basketball, and all three levels, like NBA, for example, for the most part, you're letting the players play on offense, and, like, you might have a couple sets here and there. But defensively, the coaches, you coach that. Like, players can't just go out there and play. Same for college, high school, little league, whatever. Football, right? I mean, you're not just basically your offense players to go out there and play, right? But why? Like, it's kind of a little bit trickier with football, right? But Warren is kind of brilliantly pointed out with Matt Judon, right? Defensive coaching and stuff like that uh, really does make a difference. And he's been a game record for New England. So great point there by Warner. Ravens have a game against the Bears this weekend. Number six, the Dallas Cowboys, the uh, team that they've been, you know, just going back and forth with the Ravens with. Neither of these teams want to get into that Super Bowl tier. Um, Cowboys, quite frankly, they they show some things on tape this week. They could honestly get in there. They have a huge game, which honestly should be a primetime game, uh, in Kansas City, on the road. It's going to be hostile. Dak, 
He's played really well this year. I, I don't take the... What was the stinker game? Who did they just play last week? But was it Denver? Yeah, it was Denver. I, I don't take that game uh, as a knock against him. I think that was a stinker game coming off that cap injury. He had some just touch throws that just he wasn't connecting on. Um, we've seen, you know, quarterbacks who miss a week of practice and then come back and play. Uh, they It's kind of affected them. Well, like, look at last week's Seahawks-Packers game. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the quarterback like, play in that game was not great. Yeah, like, for example, like, hey, if Russ and A-Rod, like, they're fully healthy or whatever, they get practice or whatever, yeah, that game is in the 30s more often than not. Um, so I, I don't take that Broncos game as a slight on Dak. CeeDee Lamb might be the number one receiver. Like, he's just been phenomenal this year. Kellen Moore uh, might be a better uh, coach than uh, Mike McCarthy. That defense has been solid. It's might been be enough. mean, like, he's a better, he's a better offensive play caller like, than Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I will say Falcons have a notoriously terrible run defense and just soft defense as a whole. And while the passing attack thrived in that 43 point win, Zeke had 2.9 yards per carry. Tony Pollard had 3.8. So I, I, I would just like to say they are going to need that run, run game to be more efficient, I think. And that starts with the play calling and then it ends with the running backs themselves and the offensive line and how, how well they perform on each snap. Um, where, where there's a running play called, and uh, if they they cannot be too one dimensional in the playoffs, because you've got teams like the Rams, the Packers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, uh, the Bucks, and then the Cowboys all looking for playoff spots, uh, and and teams that all can, except for maybe the Seahawks, stop the run and and play well, uh, and just take advantage of you when you're one dimensional. Yeah. Again, big game on the road against the Chiefs this week. Moving on to our Super Bowl tier of teams that are some of the favorites. Los Angeles Rams, they've dropped over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think it it would, quite frankly, take a lot for them to drop into the fringe tier. But the offense and the team in general has just been really inconsistent recently. Um, I think this is a perfect time for a bye week for them. You know, you you have a lot of guys. You you have have a couple of big-time guys coming in. It might be, you know, learning some things about the offense and defense schematically, right, some terminology. Odell Beckham. Yeah, Odell. Because I think a lot of these things, especially for guys like Odell, I mean, schematically. That's going to help a lot the bye week. That's going to help so much. Schematically, it's very similar, for being quite frankly. It's just more terminology, right? Because uh, every team's terminology, is and also different. the the players surround me as well. Like like the Rams, they want to take more of, of of a passing first approach, um, create a lot of big plays in the passing game. The Browns want to just pound the ball down your throat, let Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb work because Baker Mayfield is not on the level of Matthew Stafford, and um, because and they, they, Nick they Chubb don't and have Hunt. the receivers. Yeah, and they don't have the receivers, and, and the running back room is more of a strength in the receiving room. Um, whereas the Rams, Sean McVay, they've got delicacies like a top five quarterback or at least a top seven quarterback, um, a, a bona fide number one receiver, a loaded receiving core in general, um, good offensive line play pass protection wise. Now the Browns have pretty good at pass protection. They've been banged up this year though. And, and not quite a good enough rushing attack, especially without Cam Akers. Yeah. But um, I, I think that's just that, you know, they're, they're geared to, and each, each version of the Shanahan scheme, is a little bit different. And I think a lot of it varies on quarterback play. Um, You look at Kyle Shanahan himself takes more of that run uh, first approach. He's more balanced, I'd say, than, than most. Yeah, they ran the ball 44 Uh, times. Yeah. You look at, you look at Green Bay though. They have Aaron Rodgers, their 
you know, they're, they're throwing a lot of quick passes to kind of supplement the run game and then taking a lot of deep shots down the field, similar to the Rams. Um, and I think if, if Stafford and McVay can find that sort of Green Bay-esque groove where, keep in mind, Green Bay beat Arizona, the number one team in the NFC West, basically on quick outs and screens. So, um, you know, the Rams can run quick outs and screens, especially to guys that are so dynamic like Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, and, and Odell Beckham. Um, after after the uh, catch, it, it's 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 something where they're just going to have to figure themselves out. New quarterback, they're bringing in a new receiver, Robert Woods, down for the year with an ACL. Um, that's going to hurt, but, but I think they can figure this out and get back. In. I mean, they're still in the Super Bowl tier for the reason that, you know, we think they can figure this out. Yeah. Number four, the Tampa Bay picks Buccaneers. Uh, they dropped two spots uh, this week. They still have no flaws. Got to handle business. Yeah, got to handle business. Yeah, you, you just got to handle business. Yeah, Brady has been great recently, but, I mean, still a big strength. Rushing attack, a big strength. Receiving room is OP. Uh, overpowered if you don't, don't know what OP means. Uh, play calling is great. I mean, there's just no flaws on this team. They just have to put some things together. The game guys back in that secondary, although they just lost Richard Sherman, who can't return, I believe. It's either just he, th- he strained his calf in warm ups, yeah. not even a practice or something, but pre game warm ups. You're warming yeah, up the wrong Sherman. way, Sherman. Richard Sherman will be able to rejoin secondary on December 12th against the Bills, which will be a big-time game. I believe they should be fully loaded in that secondary by then anyway. He, honestly, though, he shouldn't be starting if the whole secondary is healthy. He should be that fourth corner. He should be the fourth quarter corner. Um, Yeah, man, there's just not much to talk about with them. Uh, I, I don't feel, like, too differently about this team as I felt all year long. It's just a couple of other teams that have just been phenomenal. Um, Yeah, they have a big game against the Giants Speaking this week. Of teams that have been phenomenal. Cardinals. Do not take stock in them losing to the Panthers. Like, yeah, they lost. They didn't have Kyler or Dion. Colt McCoy got hurt in the game, I, I believe. Like, like, is, it Brett, is it Brett Hundley? Like, who is it? I, I'm actually curious who they who they rolled out there. Like, and again, like, that's the big thing. Just get healthy, which it appears like they are getting. Um, their offensive line's been really solid this year, actually. Cliff Kingsbury is taking a step up. Again, I, I think I've been I think I've been pretty solid on my predictions preseason predictions. I mean, Kyler Murray having a breakout year in terms of like, you know, putting things together and taking that next step. Um, Former number one overall pick, one of the most dynamic electric athletes in sports is having a good year. um, The secondary is probably the only weakness on this team, if we're being really honest. Uh, Coverage unit as a whole. Yeah. Really curious how that, you know, pass rush continues to play. They lost J.J. Watts, and so now a lot more attention on Chandler Jones. Although Marcus Golden got, I believe, three sacks in the win against – was it the Niners? I believe so. He had three sacks against the Niners. He's coming with some big-time plays, though, recently. Yeah. So, Cardinals are just fine. They have a big road game against Seattle. Kyler is expected to return as of now. I don't know the update on D-Hop, though. But uh, Kyler is expected to return. Cardinals – Stay put at number three. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, really quickly, disclaimer, you can rank these top five teams any way you want. Um, like, if you said, no, the Bills, yeah, they lost to the Jack a couple weeks ago. They, they're, they what, six and three, right? They're a weird team. Every yeah. team, 
I think every team in the NFL has had a, their stinker game. At least one. I, I, I think if if you look at Green Bay, it was the Saints in Week One. If you look at the Bills, it was the Jags a few weeks ago. If you look at the Cardinals, um, they're the one who had a debate because of the, them lacking yeah. Kyler. But even even Green Bay, even the Green Bay game um, with with no receivers <laughs> really for Green Bay to throw to, they lost that game. The Bucks, of course, against the football team and the Saints. Uh, the Rams the last two weeks, the Cowboys against the against Denver, the Ravens last week. All these teams have had stinker games. So I, I think it, the playing field's really starting to level. You can't really hold well, – you can't take the college football playoff route uh, in the NFL um, with, with these teams and, and, and t- holding their losses against them. Yeah. But the Bills' defense has been maybe the best defense of the league this year. It's only, Phenomenal. Yeah, it's been, it's been ridiculous. Warner sent me some of their – their numbers defensively in some of the film. It, it's been ridiculous. Um, Josh Allen hasn't been as electric as last season, but when this defense, we, t- we got to talk about it, right? A couple of years ago, coming going to last season, it was, okay, defense is there. Can the offense pick up the slack? Coming into this year, it was, okay, we don't know where the hell the defense went, but the offense is there. Can the defense pick up the slack? And now it's like they're starting to combine and mesh together. And could Leslie Frazier, Leslie Frazier be getting some Honestly, interest again? The Bills, the Bills probably could lose both their coordinators. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because the way the defense and the offense are playing with Dable and Frazier, it it's I mean <laughs> you want to talk about one of the best staffs. Like the Bills have a really good staff. And I, I kind of talk about with guys like McDermott. Like we really see how good of like staff building, like personnel, they are when they lose their. Once you lose a key guy, yeah, yeah, like McDermott, he's gonna lose at least Dable. I think that's set in stone. He's gonna lose Dable. Uh, we thought that well, last year, though. So yeah, yeah, but he should lose Dable, right? Let's go that route. He should lose Dable, right? Can he? Can he replenish that? Right, hey, go get another guy or, or Brian, Brian Dable. Brian Dable go into the Jags to work with Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer screws everything up. Big game against the Colts next week. But number one, Green Bay Packers. Um, can, can, can you know what? I believe. I think we. I think we went with the helmet meme last week, but didn't actually record last week, so that kind of got lost in uh, in the scuffle there. But quick Mr. shout out, Doctor Joe Rogan. <laughs> go ahead. Go back to that. Can we go back to the uh, the graphic really quickly? Mason Madsen. There you go. The Packers are number one. You happy? Can or, uh, is Packer Nation off my back now? There you go. Green Bay's number one. They stay put. Uh, they've been number one. I think Screenshot been, that real quick. Yeah, I think two or three since they beat Arizona. I think they've been since they beat one. Arizona. They've been number one. Um, yeah, man. Even after that Kansas City loss, but again, we, we no, they're fine. That, that's 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 another trap game esque type game with with yeah. the back and quarterback in and his first ever start against a well well. Well, scheme game defensively. Um, Jordan Love never has been really good against the blitz since his college days. And um, so what, what do you do against the rookie quarterback in his first start? Well, you blitz him pretty much two out of every three downs. Um, but Green Bay is going to stay number one. They've got two little special um, insignias, I believe, would be the right word, um, with the injury logo and the on-fire logo. Aaron Jones is going to miss one to two weeks. We'll see about Rashawn Gary, but the defense has been crazy good 
and we'll be hopefully getting Jair and Zedaria Smith back in the next month, month and a half. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely insane. A Rod is been great so far this year. Uh, the running, rushing attack has been really good. The receiving room, the getting guys back. The offensive line has been surprisingly really, really good. Um, Dude, Royce Newman is hot garbage, but once they get Brian or David Bakhtiari back and can move Jenkins back to guard, good luck pass rushes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, yeah. I, I really want to see how how the Rams, like a Rams Packers NFC, we've both I think projected that as our NFC championship since the preseason, but with the Rams adding Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd against a healthy Green Bay offensive line. Yeah. Uh, one thing, and I'm actually a little upset. I'm a little like I, I don't. Well, yeah. Another thing, this special teams unit. I'm not concerned about Mason Crosby. I don't think the Packers are either. Right? The holds have been terrible. The, the holds have been is, terrible. Is, and Mason Crosby yeah. is a big game kicker. Like, he makes a lot of really, you know, big-time kicks. Uh, he's done it throughout his career. He's had really cold stretches throughout his career as well. I think it was 2017. I'll probably look at this afterwards. But he's had when some – he went, like, over six against the Lions. Yeah, he's had the Vikings, some, I think. Yeah. He's had some really cold stretches throughout his career, I think – a lot of kickers do, right? But the Packers, you know, faith and, you know, belief in him, constant belief in him, right? You look at some teams, right? You know, their kicker missed a couple of kicks, and, you know, they're like, yeah, okay, we're not going to go. We're not going to kick this field goal. We're going to take all our trust out of our kicker. No, Matt LaFleur, and, you know, you could say it's costing them sometimes, right? But the faith in Mason Crosby that they have is, you know, very much there. And, again, they've had a lot of bad holds. I'm specifically thinking back to that Chiefs game, right, where they just had two awful holes. Specifically, the first one was really bad. Um, and Crosby had some words. Yeah. And, and Jorquez um, was a Bill last year. Uh, I'm, I'm 99% sure that he was, he was on the Bills last year. Tyler Bass ended up missing two extra points and six field goals. Um, now, he did set a Bills rookie re- or a kicking record with 141 points. But they also attempted 34 field goals and 59 extra points. He missed they eight a lot kicks. Of points left here. Yeah, they scored. They, they put him in a lot of positions to a lot of um, positions to make to convert. convert. Um, so I, I think you know don't don't write off Green Bay quite yet. But also just um, coverage wise as well, kick and punt return coverage hasn't been the greatest, which is why they get that down arrow. That's why a lot of teams, honestly, that got the down arrow got the down arrow. A lot yeah. of it was because of poor um, kicking coverage. Yeah, so that's going to wrap this up. My quick takeaways here, I have three small ones. Uh, the top five is a mess. You can order them any way you want, but for the most part, I won't have any grudges. It's going to be really interesting. Those wild card spots, specifically in the – well, in both conferences, really, like, are the Saints going to somehow hold on to Sean Payne, be the greatest coach ever, not named Bill Belichick, right? Will the Bengals we're, – We're going to have an intense playoff push come December. Yeah. Intense. Will, will the Bengals somehow – I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna say what I said earlier, but are the Bengals gonna you know <laughs> I don't even know how to are the Bengals gonna pull what an episode are the Bengals what gonna be gonna pull episode. pull some oh my god that's worse are the Bengals gonna win some games Is Joe Burr <laughs> that's gonna wrap up this episode just just forget my other take what a show that's gonna wrap what this episode show. up Sean Davis Warner Sanker. 
We'll see you guys next time. Make sure you guys tune in for the live show, 11 a.m. Eastern time on Colorcast and YouTube. Almost said Sportscaster. See you guys there. Peace out.